This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jim Schaller. Good day. We are with uh, the Good Neighbor Podcast, episode number seven, and today we have uh, Dr. David Adamson from the Connexus Cover Project Spine and Injury Center. David, welcome. Thank you, Jim. Great hey, to be here. Yeah, pl- pleasure to be able to speak with you and learn a little bit more about you. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll just jump right in. And um, could you share a little bit more about the uh, Connexus Chiropractic uh, Spine and Injury Center? Uh, sure. What you guys do there? Sure. Uh, I'm a chiropractic uh, chiropractor. Um, I have been since 2014. Um, before that, I was a physical therapist 25 years doing sports medicine in the Seattle area. Um, so I've combined the two. So um, I also have a fellowship in primary spine care, which I'm sure we'll get to later uh, from Jacobs School of Medicine up in New York. So uh, basically we deal with traumatic spine injuries, uh, sciatica, herniated discs, um, post-surgical patients. We do a lot of pre-surgical patients as well. So we're not your typical chiropractic office in terms of um, family practice or uh, internal medicine. We really focus on orthopedics and neurology primarily uh as our treatment mode um i usually refer a lot of those other things out to other patients although i do wellness care but really we take care of broken spines that's what i i try to promote there you go and i'm sure you you, you have a, a good business as far as uh, doing that uh, a lot of people don't uh, uh don't want to do that at home and seem to be getting hurt a lot more these days they right? do they do yep they do. So, so what? So what actually? How, how did you get involved? How did you start uh, into this industry? I guess is. Yeah. Well, obviously, it starts all in uh, your undergraduate work, and I thought I was going to be a PE teacher of all things, and then I took a sports medicine class and absolutely loved it. And uh, just to be honest, you know, and, and especially your listeners, I wasn't the best student in the world. Um, I didn't find my passion about school until I found something I was passionate about. And so once that passion started in, in my undergraduate studies of sports medicine and physical therapy, um, I realized that I like this stuff and I learned it and I learned it very well. So uh, that just led me into uh, what they call athletic training and personal training. Athletic training is like uh, physical therapist for sports folks. Uh, it's a whole licensure process as well. Um, and then personal training as well. I got a, a degree in exercise science as well. So uh, that grew into applying to physical therapy school at the University of Washington, where I spent a couple of years getting my physical therapy degree. Um, Just as a small caveat, and hopefully it doesn't age me, uh, physical therapy when I went to school was a certificated program. It wasn't even a master's program at that point in time. So now it's a whole doctorate type of program. So it's grown a lot since I've been in the industry. Um, so went to physical therapy school, loved it, uh, worked at the University of Washington Medical Center in their brain trauma and spinal cord rehab uh, for many years, uh, dealing with the worst of the worst brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, those type of things. And we got them fresh. I mean, my job was uh, right after surgery where they stabilized the spine or stabilized the brain uh, from the injury. Um, we got them when they couldn't move and we took them all the way from not being able to move all the way to getting them back to home and teach them how to take care of themselves at home. So it was quite an adventure, uh, a lot of learned responses. And I also, at the same time, was uh, had built three physical therapy offices and uh, all sports medicine based. So I was kind of in both areas and uh, really enjoyed my time in Seattle, but 
after a while, I just got a little bored and wanted to expand. So I went back to school because that's what you do, right? You go back to school. Yeah, when you're right. um, really thought about being an orthopedic or a, a, neuro, a neurosurgeon. And I realized that all of that time going through those studies, which I could have done, would have taken me away from family. And I had already started my family. I had three boys at the time, and uh, I really wanted to be a dad. Um, it was more important to me than a big giant career. So I, I moved to chiropractic primarily because uh, the chiropractors I worked with in my professional life in sports medicine uh, with the Seattle Mariners or at the University of Washington were all people who were part of the team. So we worked as a team to get people better. So I saw chiropractors as somebody who put people together. I could get primary spine care responsibility. So I moved to Davenport, Iowa and uh, went to school there. And uh, when I graduated, I wanted to change my life a little bit. So I went from going back to Washington State to coming down to Florida. And that's where I started my practice. And that was in 2014. And then um, again, a few years later, I realized, I think in, in every profession, you grow up into the profession and you start learning about how you want to do things. I know it was a big switch from physical therapy to chiropractic. Because in PT, although we did exams, we weren't the one responsible for the diagnosis. We weren't the one responsible for finding out why this patient had that. We just took orders from medical doctors and uh, performed our, our duties. But as a primary provider, you have to do all of those things. So um, as I grew up, I realized I wanted to stick with sports medicine, neurology, uh, orthopedic side, and really help people get over these terrible injuries. So that led me to my fellowship in a primary spine care up in Jacobs School of Medicine. And uh, here I am today, uh, 10 years later, uh, over-educated, and I um, uh, actually enjoy what I do. So it was a little bit of a long voyage, but I did enjoy it. Right. And you can never learn too much. You, you, can, you, you always got to be learning. Things are changing. Things are evolving. So, so that's great. It seems like you've progressed you know, wonderfully through, throughout your career. Now, now you had mentioned, you, you did you play sports when you were younger? Yeah, um, I, I was a high school football player, track guy, wrestler. Um, I really enjoyed my time in athletics. Uh, I was privileged enough to make the college football team. I wasn't a standout, but I was a guy that could play. And uh, so I played knowing I wasn't going to the NFL. I did it because it was fun and it paid for some school and all that stuff. And uh, um, so I did that. And then when I was 16, I started powerlifting and um, I found out I was really good at it. I uh, over the course of my, my career of lifting, which I still do today, uh, I've obtained seven national titles and one world championship. Wow. So uh, yeah, I still I still consider myself an old athlete, you know, right. and uh, as we get older, we can't do the things we used to do, but dang it, I'm gonna still try. And if we hurt ourselves, we know where to go, right? Where to go. <laughs> that is great. So I, I guess there, there's one thing I like to ask is that there, there seems to be, you know, or, or are there um, any mis misconceptions about the industry and maybe chiropractors just in general that people might be a little, you know, questionable about or, or yeah. you see common commonly? Yeah. So uh, probably the biggest misconception is that chiropractors going to kill you or hurt you. And um, I, I chuckle at this and, and here's a, the easiest way I can describe it to you. We have a malpractice policy, right? So every healthcare provider has to have malpractice. Um, that the insurance company knows the risk, so they they charge you based on the risk of injury or death uh, when you're treating patients. So let's say a brain surgeon probably has a very expensive malpractice policy. A heart surgeon probably has a very high malpractice uh, policy. 
uh, general healthcare providers like a medical doctor, general family practice, theirs is still pretty expensive, twenty or thirty thousand dollars a year. Mine, as a ten-year vet in the chiropractic industry, is twenty-two hundred dollars a year, wow. not a month, a year. So the risk is just not there. And um, I know there's been a lot of media attention to some of the incidents that happen, and they do happen. I will not tell you they don't. It's unfortunate, but ask how many surgeons have put people under surgery and have lost them to death because maybe they missed something or the patient has a stroke or um, something horrible and horrific. So there's risk in everything. Uh, and I will never downplay my risk because I, I take that very personal, like every doctor should. But the reality is, is chiropractic won't kill you. It won't hurt you. The chances of that happening are slim to none. Um, things do happen. You know, I've broke a few ribs or two adjusting patients that just for whatever reason decided to go. And that's just the way it is. But we manage it. And we get better at it. There you go. There you go. And it's it's well worth the, the risk when your your back is killing you. Yeah, and you need, you need yeah the relief. risk definitely is there. Right. Just I don't care what you got to do. Just fix it. Just get it done. Um, so, so I guess the, the other thing is, you know, everybody's gone through some type of hardship or, you know, challenge that's kind of shaped them into who they are today and they've, they've learned and, and grown from it. Is, is there something particular that's just helped you kind of get to where you are today? You know, um, yeah, I, I appreciate the question because I think that needs to be brought out more because successful professionals like myself, they're kind of at the top of the food chain. It's not easy. And I'll tell you what, um, my challenges are just challenges. And um, I just work hard to get overcome them because my goal in life is much bigger than the challenge. And and uh, this has probably come to a surprise to a lot of people, especially with all the school that I have, is that my challenge is I'm highly dyslexic. And when you're dyslexic, um, you can't read really well. It's a, a very challenging, um, even during my national boards for uh, my physical therapy and my chiropractic and my other degrees, I've had to have accommodations for my learning disability. So that learning disability has really motivated me to share that with a lot of people because it's not the challenge, it's how we respond to the challenge. And it's hard, but I've gotten over it and I've worked really hard at, at trying to do good. And and I can tell you, there are times where it still catches me. Um, so it just, it reminds me I got to keep working hard. And that's great. Yeah. Like, like, as I mentioned before, it's, you know, if you're not, you're not learning, you're not growing and, you know, uh, so many more people need to do that nowadays because things change so quickly, you know, um, and, and that's great. So is there, is there something else within the, uh, your business, the, the, the chiropractic industry that maybe you'd, you'd like to share with our listeners that maybe, maybe they should know? Yep. Um, one of the biggest things I tell anybody that sees a chiropractor or any healthcare provider Number one, the provider should listen to your complaint. What is it that you're there for? And are they addressing that particular issue? Secondly, there should be a plan. It's not random. And that, that plan is based on a good solid diagnosis. Um, and you should get relief fairly short period of time. So what I tell my patients is if you're not better in eight to 10 appointments, we're gonna stop. We're gonna like back up. What's going on? What did I miss? Because in reality, you show your symptoms should significantly be better. Not everybody's going to be completely healed. Don't get me wrong, but you should see a massive improvement in eight to 10 treatments. Just like if you were taking a prescription medication, when the doctor gives that to you and you take it, he always tells you or she tells you, you should always give it some time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but at the same token, there should be a point where 
the provider should say, whoa, wait a minute, this ain't working. Or see, I told you it would work. Um, and if honestly, if I fail to meet my timeline, it's because my diagnosis wasn't correct or not correct enough. And so I have to go back through that process. And once you do, everything gets better much faster and the patient's much happier. That's great. That, that is great. So, so I get, um, we've learned about your business. How, how, how about you? What, uh, what do you do in your off time other than competitive uh, weightlifting? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I've been blessed with uh, four amazing sons. Um, they're, uh, I, I'll back up just a little bit. I, I uh, raised my three boys on my own uh, for a period of time and uh, through a, a divorce and all that stuff as I was growing my practice. And, um, and then I got remarried. So I have a 22 year old, a 20 year old and a 17 year old that are all fantastic men at this point in their life. Uh, but then I have a new one. Uh, he yeah. turns a year old this month and my wow. second marriage, we decided to have another. So at 55, I'm, I'm a new dad and uh, <laughs> excited about that. But, you know, I really realized going through that again, how much I do appreciate being a father and uh, raising my, my kid, my son, and, it's, and, and sharing that with my wife and having that opportunity to bond with her closer. Uh, so we do all kinds of fun things. Um, before he was born, you know, we were both scuba divers, love the water. I love the beach. That's why we're here in Florida, of course. I love to fish. I uh, can't wait till my son gets old enough where we can get out and catch some fish together and uh, enjoy that. So I'm really outdoorsy. I, I spent a lot of time inside in clinical practice. So as much as I can get outside here in sunny Florida, I try to do that. That's great. That is great. Well, it sounds like you've done very well for yourself and established yourself here in, in, in Southwest Florida. Um, how would our listeners get a hold of you? Well, they can give us a call. It's probably the easiest way, which is a 239-948-1222. Um, it's uh, easy to get a hold of us. If not, just leave a message. We'll get back to you. We also have our, our website, connexuschiropractic.com. And connexus is K-I-N-E-X-I-S, chiropractic.com. All of the information's on there. You can even book an appointment. You can fill out your paperwork on there. You can learn a little bit more about me or the style of practice that we have. We try to put a lot of great information on there. And then, of course, we have an Instagram page and Facebook. So you just look for Connexus Chiropractic in Florida. You'll be able to find us very easy. We put a lot of articles out there. Uh, we'd love to include some more Good Neighbor podcasts on our website to pull that community together as well. So um, that's how you get a hold of us. Hey, hey, appreciate the time today. Pleasure getting to know you. And uh, maybe we'll come in and visit you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Estero. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPestero.com. That's GNPestero.com. Or call 239-296-2621.